Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. This week we're going to be talking about Nickelodeon, which just celebrated on April 1st its 40th year anniversary as a TV network. Damn, Nickelodeon's old as shit. (laughs) Like if you would have asked me, I would have said like 89 was his first year or something. Right. I mean, those first like 10 years or so... They weren't really on the map like that or producing what would become their kind of bread and butter content. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Nothing before the 90s matters from the Nickelodeon. Exactly. Or in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, 92, 93 is when it got real. But yeah, 40 years. That's crazy. Well, we're both 90s babies. And we didn't see all the shows right when they premiered. Nickelodeon would often, like, rerun shows. And a lot of these just became kind of baked into our TV habits and watching experience. I feel like that's how they made their money, at least at first. Right. Just, like, rerunning shows that... I mean, still to this day. To this day. Yeah, like, that's a big staple of theirs and we can get into that more later but Mm -hmm. they have so much great content and it's like original of theirs so you might as well you know and it is pretty timeless their original stuff stuff they brought in they just picked the best you know (laughs) stuff that you know you're gonna feel some sort of nostalgic feeling on and on anytime you hear the name watch it hear anything about it yeah it's definitely a very nostalgic brand or channel or however you want to label it like Mm -hmm. when you see those classic cartoons Mm -hmm. of theirs or even if you just see the orange splat logo yeah like it just floods you with different memories and feelings like you said yeah like the logo alone is iconic on every level like the feel to it is 90s like you know we said that's all that matters, you know, designed in the 90s. <laughs> if you flip the logo around, it actually says that in the back. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, they just kill it in every way. And also, like, that logo, too, they would change the shape around from a splat to all sorts of stuff. And it's maybe the best logo. I don't know if all time is accurate, but definitely the best from the 90s i would say off the top and one of the best all time for sure yeah it's for sure on the list somewhere out there like top 10 yeah and for me personally yeah probably top three ever nike's number one right off the bat logo big pro bang bang easy so let's get into the programming next because that's like you know the main stuff The biggest pro of that being the cartoons that we grew up with. Easily, yeah. You know, ones like Hey Arnold, Cat Dog, Rocket Power, Doug, Rugrats, Wild Thornberries. Damn. (laughs) It's like I'm not even here right now. (laughs) I mean, that's, to me, when you think of Nickelodeon, that's what you think of. Hey, real quick, you keep taking me back. memories (laughs) memories <laughs> just naming these cartoons but my first memories of these cartoons are in spanish hey i remember you mentioned this. 
which is insane. So yeah, I was born in the Dominican Republic, and somehow, some way, we used to get Nickelodeon, and yeah, I used to watch uh, like Hey Arnold and Doug, um, Rocket Power, but in Spanish. Don't ask me to like <laughs> sing any theme song, theme songs, intro music, or anything, or even say like line of catchphrases, <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> lines. They don't. They just don't translate. I'm sure. <laughs> But yeah, do you think that had any kind of impact on how you watched it? Like, made it a different experience, or just in terms of literally translating it? No, I think like as a kid, it still translates pretty well, and like I still enjoyed it. Yeah, and even at that point, they were like my favorite. Um, so yeah, I don't know that the language did anything. It was, I do know, a weird transition when I did move here and I started watching them here. Right. Because I was like, oh, that's that's weird. That's what that's called in English. <laughs> like, that's that sound they make. Or, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was almost like relearning the lingo of the shows or right. the phrases they say, but in another language. What about like football head? Yeah, I think they call him Cabeza de Football, which is almost the same thing. And it doesn't roll like, up the tongue right that exa- that's what i was gonna say like mm. maybe they said it in a way that was more catchphrasy in spanish no yeah i'm sure they did like in other shows but in that one right i think they have to say it like that to keep because the, it's such yeah. a particular thing right yeah um, and what about like the titles of the shows no the titles were still the same because they still like at the end or at the beginning of all the shows they have to put the Oh right, the, title the logo there. title yeah. card type thing. So they have to I mean, keep they it like that. Translated those but two. The logo will come. Yeah, the logo will come on. But I think sometimes the voice would just say it in Spanish. Right. But you're reading something completely different. Yeah. But again, don't ask me to tell you because I probably wouldn't remember what right. they said. The only one I kind of remember the theme song in Spanish is SpongeBob, but that's about it. Do you think that? watching them before you were living in the u.s influenced like how you saw the actual stories in terms of you know like hey arnold is set in a new york type of place and all that and how did something like hey arnold change once you moved to new york damn that's a good point hey arnold was probably my like favorite favorite yeah same and yeah like Watching it, I remember, like, oh, that's what, like, New York is like. I want to go there. And I already had family living there, of course. And once I got there, you can kind of visualize it and see the style, which was pretty interesting. Maybe, I don't know, thinking about it now is probably a reason why I really like, like, fashion and style, bro. Yeah. Hey, Arnold had all the drip. (laughs) (laughs) That whole cartoon animation is too good. And them being in the city it's almost like once we got to like middle school and high school i was like reliving hey arnold even though i feel like he was in elementary school right but that's when like my freedom and i started (laughs) working independently in my brain you know buying my own clothes or stylizing myself but yeah maybe it has something to do with arnold and of course you know you were playing baseball in vacant lots you know (laughs) no that's like real we used to play baseball um if you guys don't know like new york schools there's not many schools that actually have baseball fields attached to them so you really do have to play on the streets or lots 
or anywhere you find. And where I lived in the Bronx, we had a public school, PS7, that had pretty much like a H-shaped building. So if you picture an H, it has like two empty like squares. And they were kind of big and we can kind of play baseball because it's a square and you kind of like form the diamond diagonally right and yeah we would just go on after school a few bats a few balls everyone would bring their gloves and we would just play there and it wasn't the biggest of spaces but you just make it work right yeah it kind of reminds me of hey arnold too right yeah and even like the watching experience itself i remember very specifically the time slot like 8 p.m it would come on i remember i would watch with my mom and yeah it was just one of those shows that captured you and also like in terms of life imitating art one day gotta have a room like arnold yo (laughs) that's still a dream to this day (laughs) if you guys don't know again (laughs) you can it's an easy google away but we're talking about spacious, has a bed, has a couch in there. Yeah. Beautiful carpet, glass ceilings, right? He yeah, had like, like a, a skylight. Window, skylight. Yeah. He has some weird stairs that he can go into his roof. Right. Yo, my boy had it all. I think he had a fish <laughs> tank in there. Yeah. Some sort of early version of a Mac. <laughs> Dude had it all, man. It's such a dope room. For sure. Yeah, that's a good point, though. That's still a dream, bro. <laughs> Yeah, on top of that, like you saying about the time slot, moving on to like another cartoon, which is Cat Dog. For some reason, I only remember watching that like at crazy hours of the night. <laughs> like if I couldn't sleep or it was like a weekend and I was up, I would like pop on Nickelodeon like at 10, 11 p.m. That's so late was as like a kid. Before Nick at Night came in to. Yeah, well, I don't too. even know. Maybe even like that weird like 4 a.m. or something. But again, this is kid thought so maybe it was like 9 p.m but i don't know <laughs> time is weird it's like 7 30 you're like oh <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, like damn you know, i had a rough day i just want to <laughs> lay down uh, but yeah i remember it always being like super dark being late like just tv on everything else dark and like cat dog will come on and well I'll it's a good show that. for that because it's like so bizarre even just in like the main characters themselves right I mean, they're kind of one character, depending <laughs> how you look at it. Like, if you don't know the show, basically it's a cat and a dog attached to each other as one. Pretty interesting world. I guess they're all, like, animals, and they have to live with each other, like, the neighbors. And there's, like, a delivery mailman that the dog always wants to chase. And that's, right. like, a running joke in the cartoon. But, yeah, Nickelodeon always found, like a way to make these weird shows but somehow be cohesive let's talk about some more of the pro shows and we'll get to the con soon but another one of those for me that i have a lot of memories of watching was rocket power hey i've always been into the idea of skateboarding and i wonder if this was like kind of planting the seed for that now that i think about it you know (laughs) I mean, it came into my life later through music and other stuff, but Rocket Power kind of started it off. Hmm. And, I mean, it had surfing too, but yeah. 
So you know how I was in DR watching Hey Arnold saying like, damn, that's dope. It's New York. I want to be there. Rocket Power made me want to be in California. <laughs> and I'm here now. So should Rocket Power be my favorite cartoon? <laughs> Not playing. Because <laughs> New York wasn't my decision to move there. That was a family thing. But California, <laughs> this was me. But yeah, that's really true, though. Like, just how you say with, like, skateboarding or extreme sports overall, they were, like, on another level. They made me want to get, like, on a BMX bike and do shit. Right. Which I had at the time. Or also, like, a scooter we used to, like... Yeah, the razors. The razors, yeah. Just put anything on the floor and, like, try to jump over it. I feel like I jumped over my little cousin a few times. (laughs) Alberto, shout out to you for being strong. (laughs) He's all in one piece still, so... We made it, but yeah, it's a pretty fun show. Let's hit a few more of these before we get to the cons. Mm-hmm. So we got Doug, we got Rugrats, we got Wild Thornberries. What are your thoughts on these? I would say Rugrats was like a close number two. Damn. That was like on there. If you ask me right now, it's not. But I know back in the day, that shit right. was on the TV all the time. Well, one thing I was thinking about with that too was that... It was definitely maybe my most watched, but it's one of the ones I least remember because mm. I think I was like the youngest part of my right. Nickelodeon stage when I was watching it. Yeah, it's weird because this is like the show that like I feel like parents would put on for us because it's like, oh, it's the Rugrats. Right. Put it for, for Lil Jack or Cub. Yeah. Let them watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's literally a show about babies. Yeah, so. exactly. That's like the show made for that. But I feel like these other shows, like Hey Arnold, these are the shows that we kind of wanted to watch. Not right. that our parents just popped on because, yeah. hey, let them watch TV for 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, Rugrats was like in the family. And I remember anytime any of my relatives would like visit from the U.S. and come over, they'd bring us like little gifts, T-shirts, um, anything like Rugrats themed. And I was uh, Chucky, the redhead. I don't know why. I guess because he was slightly older than Tommy. Because Tommy was my little cousin, Alberto, who I was jumping uh, (laughs) over with the razor. (laughs) Um, Angelica was my cousin, Grady. Also, we were talking earlier about the Nickelodeon logo. Mm -hmm. But, like, all the design logo stuff for every show was fire. And, like, Rugrats, the logo, like, oh, my God. Top. Top. I mean, we can't say anything. If you guys go follow us or look at our stuff on Twitter, (laughs) I don't know. Look at that design and tell me what it reminds you of. (laughs) And we, I don't think we did it on purpose. Like, oh, yeah, the Rugrats. But it was one of those things that after we did it, we were like, oh, shit, this kind of looks like. Right. Subconsciously. Yeah. I mean, we were thinking of Nickelodeon when we were mm-hmm. kind of coming up with cesspool stuff right. as like an influence for the whole network but yeah right no yeah it was super influential just because like yeah if we could create a logo or something that i don't know 10 percent as cool as that nickelodeon logo then we were like successful with it and also for rugrats like the color palette of the show was so good top <laughs> it's like I like to dress with the swag of Arnold and Gerald. Shout out. But my color palette is more like the Rugrats. <laughs> you know, you got to mix the influences. Um, for real, though, that color palette is still 
legit like one of the best the other main ones left were doug and the wild thornberries doug which i would say that i watched but not as heavily because it was kind of past its airing prime when i was like really getting into it but i still have good memories of it and it's a great show and the wild thornberries was it was so part of that core great programming and still like super unique like nigel with his hair and mustache like classic but yeah this little section has been very very pro heavy i have very few bad things to say about any of these but i don't know that nickelodeon was 100 percent pro bro yeah so we've been looking at this one specific period and specifically the cartoons and like we said on the serial episode it was just better back then like cartoons in general but especially at nickelodeon have never been the same since Mm -mm. it's crazy like we got so lucky growing up in that kind of golden era of cartoons like i feel bad for kids who weren't able to grow up on these shows i mean they have reruns but i don't know how much that's like baked into their watching yeah it sucks every time i like drive by or walk by kids or like a middle school getting out i just like shake my head at them (laughs) and they're like what the hell why is he doing (laughs) but just because i feel bad for them they're not 90s babies um like we mentioned before this was just prime time for cereals and cartoons hey, or shout TV. out to kendrick hey, cartoons and cereal big time <laughs> they go hand in hand too if you think about it so yeah i feel like that 2000s generation just missed out on who they are man that changes you as a person so let's say for the moment just cartoons If you're a company that's been going for 40 years and you only had this, like, say, decade, decade and a half run of, like, actually making the great content really a solid decade, would you pro or con the whole time? That's a tricky one. You'd only have to consider, like, the good part, but I don't know. It's like if... Let's say Tyler, the creator, now starts making, like, the trashes of albums. <laughs> I don't know. Will we, like, not like him anymore? Or Yeah, I mean, Tyler's a god. But if he, hypothetically, in this situation, made bad music for the next 25 years, would we say he's a good artist overall? Or would we just be like, oh, you know, he was great for that period, like a legend in that time, but... Is he a good artist overall? I'm going to say yeah. Pro it. Yeah. I'm talking about Nickelodeon. Just because of this. This like my where my sports kicks in. <laughs> I'll use Mike Trout as a example. Like this dude is so solid like throughout his first, I don't know, seven years of his career. Multiple MVPs. Gold gloves. Always an all-star. Even if he does like mediocre to shitty later on i think he's still making it to the hall of fame just because he was like at the top of the rankings like every year for that little era yeah that's a good point like there was the tv network hall of fame nickelodeon for sure makes it in so and i feel like for us it's a pro because 
we got to <laughs> experience it during its best phase. So right, right. Lucky us. So yeah, I got the the goggles on, stand goggles. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cartoons. What about live action? Because they also made, you know, non-animated shows. Yeah. And to me, the cons on this far outweigh the pros. Yeah, there's not many pros for me <laughs> in the live action section. I mean, I'd say the only real pro, and this has like kind of side webs to it, is all that, which is a classic for sure, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And it spawns different spinoffs like Keenan and Kel, The Mana mm-hmm. Show, etc. And they did have other shows like Double Dare, Are You Afraid of the Dark, like a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Clarissa explains it all. Mm-hmm. And there was like for sure a great group of those live action mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, I'll say all that and Keenan and Kel. And I probably like Keenan and Kel a lot because my mom used to love that show. To yeah. this day, if like, yo, that's the fourth time we used that. Um, <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. Um, if she sees it, she'll like leave it on. So yeah, those two have like a spot for me. But I also did really enjoy like the game shows like Double Dare and right. Guts. Yeah, and the iconic green Nickelodeon slime. Oh yeah. That like made me really like game shows for a reason. I don't know, one day I'm, like, home in the morning, and the Wheel of Fortune is on. I'll leave that shit on, and I'm watching it. Just probably because I grew up watching this. Right. But, yeah, everything else I have no real attachment to. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I feel like I associate Keenan and Kel more so with all that. Like, I mm-hmm. watched their own show, too, mm-hmm. their spinoff, but I would say I watched the Amanda show more as like a solo show mm-hmm. in comparison i just have more memories at least with that mm-hmm. but yeah definitely agreed on all that pun intended but <laughs> <laughs> that was like you know only a certain amount and then they kind of went this other route like mid to late 2000s going mm-hmm. into like the early 2010s where they started making this like teen bopper kind of shows that I don't know for a totally different audience. I think you just gotta blame Disney for this. I was I was about to say like <laughs> really they're like Disney Channel shows. Yeah, they they really were. But I think it was that like again we were like kids, so I don't think we were able to think this way back then. But it right. had to be something with like ratings, and that's what. Yeah. The crowd that was watching Hey Arnold is now watching I don't know, That's So Raven or whatever it was at the point at that point in time. So they started creating the iCarlys and Zoe one on ones. Yeah, Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. But yeah, I, I was not on those. Yeah. And I never was into like Disney Channel shows either, so I mean it totally I did miss the mark for me. Like a fair share of that so raven episodes <laughs> like a good amount Damn. but um but yeah not i wasn't like super into many of them and also people like ariana grande got a big start acting on one of these nick shows these nick teen shows and 
I mean, the same thing happened for a lot of the Disney Channel stars as mm-hmm. well. But yeah, I don't know. There's so much of that where for live action, the con far outweighs for me. Yeah. And it's something that they continue to do right now. Right. I don't know that they've changed much. Because there was a period, like, right after this great cartoon era where they had decent cartoons. They had the Jimmy Neutrons, which I kind of watched. Fairly Odd Parents is still golden. That show <laughs> is up there. And, you know, we got SpongeBob right after that. Right. Which is pretty iconic now. Yeah. Yeah. Avatar, which is, like, one of those that commercialized and made, like, anime popular for kids now. And of that 2000s era. But yeah, I mean, basically, I feel like since the early 2000s, they haven't made anything worthwhile in terms of original content that is as impactful as that classic run of cartoons. And the fact that they're still running, like, I don't know what that says about them. And I'm sure it's like, coming from a super biased place from us especially sure. since i don't like watch it or i'm able to like compare from there to now but yeah i don't know i mean if you ask someone who grew up on like iCarly and zoe 101 the same way that we grew up on the cartoons i'm sure they think of nickelodeon super fondly and think of it more so for that than the cartoons but I feel like even though there is bias from us too, I think the cartoons are also though considered objectively to be more of like timeless classics. Mm-hmm. Whereas these more recent mm-hmm. teen live action ones are more like niche to those kids mm-hmm. who watched it at that time. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah, they they don't age as well. So we're pretty much in agreement that live action kind of overall cartoons pros overall and that's like covering original programming Mm -hmm. but one other aspect of nickelodeon that i think is important to mention is nick at night yes (laughs) which wasn't like original content of theirs but they were like a curator to picking certain shows that you know they would get the rights to and air all the reruns of and Nick at Night put me on to Fresh Prince, yes. put me on to Full House, and <laughs> <laughs> your favorite show, Friends. <laughs> Man, this sucks. <laughs> Such great curators, but there's a rumor that that one year where Friends came on, they hired like some weird dude that just decided to bring friends on but no one was with it um hey man they were smart business man women yeah oh no yeah it's true nick at night was legendary though full house i mean come on look netflix is on it now yeah um fresh prince yo top five all time yeah to this day to this day <laughs> Home Improvement, I actually watched it all the time, too. Yeah. Friends came on. I was going to Cartoon Network. Um, I'm sorry to say that. Um, but, but yeah, no, they did have, like, a pretty dope lineup. I feel like it was such a ritual thing, at least for me, too, because, like, 9 p.m., like, I was on it. I was, like, watching 
whatever they were running at the time. For a while, it was Full House. Then it was Fresh Prince. Yeah. And usually one of the others would air after at 10. So that would just be my thing. And this was like before we had Netflix and all these right. other streaming options. So Nickelodeon was like my go-to for, you know, showing me what to watch. Yeah, yeah. I used to love like just popping it on like at, I don't know, whatever the time was, 8.58. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just leave it on. You're doing whatever. Leave the room, go get a snack or whatever, brush your teeth <laughs> or something. And then, you know, a few minutes later, you just hear that Fresh Prince intro. So fire, yeah. Or anything else, or like you'll just have it on. And then you just look at the TV and you see the spinning chair that Will Smith is sitting on. Or like Full House, like everywhere you look. Classic, yeah. You know, start doing the Carlton, which you got from watching Fresh Prince. Hey. It's all connected. But yeah, I mean, Nick and Knight, I think, helped make up for some of their lack of original programming, too. So they get major bonus points overall as a network from me for having that as a separate thing. And for those who don't know, basically, Nick and Knight was a separate but connected thing where from like nine to whatever time in the morning they would run like more serious or adult content but it was still like aimed at a younger crowd too so Mm -hmm. they would have these sitcoms and different shows and yeah different from the nick programming and not original content yeah but we can't forget a very crucial part of nick too what's that which is that nick jr oh yeah it is for kids and Maybe that's why I also don't remember it much, because it is what I guess you put for your six-month to, I don't know, five-year-old kids. But they do have some legendary, legendary cartoons in there. Dora the Explorer. Ooh. Bro, have you seen that live-action movie that's about to come out? Oh, yeah, they put out the trailer. With the Becky G lookalike? <laughs> yeah. The Backyard Against? Don't know it. Yo. <laughs> I know this because I have two little sisters and a cousin that I grew up with when they were like one and two years old. Yeah. So I saw a lot of these, but come on. Blue's Clues? Yeah, Blue's Clues is definitely... Uh, I mean, Rugrats, I guess you can say, was kind of part of this lineup. Franklin the Turtle, bro? Don't know. (laughs) Oh, that shit's a classic, yeah. But yeah, just a bunch of other ones. Yo Gabba Gabba, which is... Right. Kind of cool. It's about music, and I think, like, hip-hop artists used to go there a lot. I feel like I've seen Pharrell there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he did. If it was, like, priming right now, I'm sure, like, Tyler, the creator, would, like, step in there and kill it. All right, so taking that all into consideration, we got the cartoons, we got the live action, we got Nick Jr., we got Nick at Night. Like, considering all we talked about, would you say Nickelodeon... Pro or con? I mean, we kind of had this discussion with the cartoons. Like, mm-hmm. does the good, the classic outweigh the bad? For sure, pro. Just because the good outweighed the bad by, like, a ton. It's, like, ingrained in my brain, so... And also, like, think about Netflix making a million shows every year. Even if there's five to ten, hypothetically good ones out of that Mm -hmm. even if it's only three let's say 
doesn't really matter too much about the bad as long as you get the good with it. Right. And yeah, it was so impactful for us. So between the cartoons, the good live action ones they did have for that brief period and Nick and Knight, I would say huge pro like mm. it's an all-time classic for me. Yeah, for sure. And that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, we were debating before we started recording whether to include a Cartoon Network comparison, but that kind of feels like it needs its own episode. That was like the competition. Because there is Disney Channel, but that's not, that's just different. Yeah. And to be fair, like there have been almost no good cartoons made since like the early 2000s. Like, the only one I've watched that I really like is Regular Show. And I've heard that Adventure Time is supposed to be good. I haven't seen it. But, yeah, there hasn't really been a popularity with original cartoons being made in the same way that it used to be. I mean, I do like a few cartoons, but they're very different to these kind of cartoons. They're more like like adult. Yeah, they're like adult cartoons right I do like big mouth i do like american dad family guys whatever but i don't really watch it yeah um i mean i guess like bojack horseman is also popular bojack like rick and morty rick and morty but yeah those those are for intellectuals though um. <laughs> but yeah i mean overall even though we've talked down some errors of the nickelodeon timeline it's definitely undeniable in terms of the influence it's had on us so right thank you nickelodeon if you're listening for everything yeah thank you guys you low-key shaped me so for real so to wrap up the show we're gonna move into our closing segment where me and jack give a pro and a con for the week uh last week i gave the con jack gave the pro so we're gonna switch it up i give the pro this time <laughs> and <sighs> Man, it's that time of the year, you guys know it. Baseball's here. This past week, I hit up my first baseball game of the year, hoping it's the first of many. Went to watch the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium against the San Francisco Giants, who suck really bad this year, but the Dodgers are pretty hot right now, and we witnessed a pretty good game. Dodgers ended up winning. The game did get really close in the ninth, which made it really exciting. Dodgers did win it, 6-5, to five. but we also saw a grand slam, which is a home run with the bases loaded. We saw Bumgarner, who is possibly a future Hall of Fame pitcher for the San Francisco Giants, hit a home run. That's kind of rare to see a pitcher hit a home run. I'm hoping to go to many games this year, and yeah, it's easily the highlight of this week for me. So my con for this week, I'm going to piggyback off yours. Oh, and bring up that stadium food at baseball parks especially is too expensive. Bruh, big like, facts. <laughs> it's just wild. It's just so beyond any reasonable amount of money to pay for these food items. Wait, so like eight fifty is a lot for a hot dog? I mean hot dogs are maybe like the cheapest. But then you got like burritos for fifteen dollars. Oh my God, bro, that's insane. It's just all sorts of crazy stuff. So 
that's my con of the week. MLB, get it together. Ooh. Make food and stadiums better priced. So that wraps up this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed a little conversation about Nickelodeon. And there's a chance we missed your possible favorite childhood show. And that's when you go into social media, <laughs> you tag us, and you tell us what was the best show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Slide into the DMs. Or again, hit us up on social media at Cesspool Network on Twitter and Instagram. Or yeah. just email us at the same Cesspool Network at gmail.com. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'm <laughs> almost said I'm Jack. <laughs> I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Go watch Hey Arnold.